We here at the Canadian Pyrocast love everyone and everything on Earth. But we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked, lampooned, satired, parodied, and poked on at, because that's a quality. This program is not for children or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. So, Gummy Bear. It uh, would appear that in the United States right now, uh, the Dave special or Dave Chappelle special is quite the controversy. Yeah. Well, here's what's happening in Canada. Welcome to the Canadian Pirate Cast. I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid, sitting here with Tippy, the attention whore. <laughs> yes, Tippy. God, we will talk about you and Gummy Bear, Quartermaster Gummy Bear. That's me. I haven't seen the Dave special yet. Oh, I didn't actually want to talk about that. I just wanted to make a joke oh, about God. how it's like it's a. St- I just want to make a joke that it's a story and that like oh, we're, we're in Canada, so fuck that shit. <laughs> All I want to say about it is that I can't talk about it. It's too early in the morning, and I'm just going to get upset. So I just want to say, I like the guy who likes Dave that was protesting. I like Dave. I like that guy. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously. Welcome to the pirate cast. The Canadian pirate cast. Yes, it's explicitly Canadian. As yes, you know. we never talk about other world stuff. We're very... what? What's the isolationist? The, the world doesn't exist outside Canada, in our opinion. <laughs> Yeah, the Earth isn't flat. It's just that the rest of the world isn't real. That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, so it's all simulation. No. Ooh. See, I like the simulation. You know, like the joke, like birds aren't real. I've never heard that joke before. Oh, okay. Is that a joke? It's like a joke conspiracy theory that like all birds are actually robots or some shit, and the birds aren't real. <laughs> I think I think I've like heard that, but I, I'm not sure if I heard it in like a joke thing. Yeah, it seems like more of a tinfoil hat thing that you hear about with everything else, along with that Hillary Clinton has like a human sacrificial ritual or like palisade under her area. And there are unfortunately quite a number of people who actually believe that. Yeah. Well, have you have you seen Bohemian Grove? Like when you see that shit, I kind of that that's what makes me believe that shit. No. Oh, that was like one of those Alex Jones things that got busted. I'm not even. You can look the shit up. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being crazy. He he. There's footage of him recording this, and like a U.S. politician or, or like senator or something was calling calling him off for it. <laughs> but it's like this creepy like bonfire they have where they're all wearing like these cloaks and shit in the middle of like this forest area, and it's like a really creepy cult like oh. thing, and it's all like U.S. like. Um, it was, it was this is all back in the day. I think this was like in the 90s. But it was like all U.S. politicians. And then Alex Jones was recording it. And they called him up like, son, you shouldn't be doing that. What you're doing is wrong. And it's like, I, I don't what? like. But yeah, it was just like, no, it's like they, they do this weird shit. And he's, don't get me wrong. He's wrong. Like Alex, Alex Jones is fucking crazy most of the time. But there's like times when he's like, he nails it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Hey, dude. A broken clock is right twice a day. It is right twice a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I won't say that. Too. I'm not trying to crap on him either. I'm just saying as like a weird like if you want to get into believing these secret Illuminati cults of politicians and shit like that, there's like there's not no reason to believe in it. You know okay. what I mean? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to open this 
Pandora's box of sorts where just stuff keeps flowing. I was just making a joke about birds and Canada I didn't being mean... the only real place on Earth and the rest of the world not being real. How did we That's get... all I was talking how, how about. How do we get to that? Jesus Christ, what just it's happened there? <laughs> well, if if we're going to play the blame game, then I agree with you. It is my fault. I, I'm, 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 just I'm like a hummingbird. Well, what are we here to talk about today? Well, I guess I was saying I'm like a hummingbird. So I go, doot, 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 but birds aren't real. So what does that make me? Now I'm confused again. Okay, so today on episode 12 of the Canadian Pirate Cast. Yes, a real episode. Oh my we god, finally. lots of news to share. Oh yeah, I guess updates and stuff, what's going on with us with us in general though. So, as uh, I, I've, I'm in midterms these next few weeks, and in the middle, it's like my midterms are weird, it's like one before and after reading break, but also, I have to go away to a funeral this weekend so i'll be we'll be we'll be taking like a week off after this maybe we'll try to get like the uh quick bites up but that'll be about it and we might take a week off after that though while we just kind of re-get our footing uh hopefully i'm finally ready to talk about final fantasy and all that this month so in november finally in november yes I haven't completed the game. I had a I had a moment with that, but we'll, we'll I'll save that. <laughs> uh, and that's what's going on. That's pretty much what's going on with me, though, for just this month for the yeah, what's been happening lately and all that. So, yeah. All right. What about you, Gummy Bear? And do you have any news or anything like that? Same old here. Yeah, you're I'm pre- a Gummy Bear. You're pretty static. <laughs> I would say I would say so. I would say I'm private. Okay. End of end of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so today on Canadian Pyrocast, we are going to go to. Yes, yeah, sorry. This is early in the morning, too. So my brain's only half here, too. I'm just having another sip of coffee. I need some caffeine boosting. We'll start off with Captain Kidd's discount education. In what I've been learning uh, in college. And I'll tell you about my virtual baby video game that I'm playing for my psychology course. I'm excited course. to hear about that. Yes. And other things. And then maybe it'll touch on some stuff I pulled away from last year. But uh, just some personal opinions I have about the educational system. <laughs> uh, following that, we will have... Local waters. Da, 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 da. We're back, baby. <laughs> so much news. I don't even know if I can cover all of it. I'm sorry. My 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 fanboy brain just went like kid and gummy in the morning. It, that's exactly <laughs> what this is right now. A little bit. So uh, it's a little. You know, I feel a little better than last time we did an episode in the morning. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, had some time. Did did stretches and all that. Yeah. Got limber. Oh, sorry, I'll say at the end here, because i got to talk about Jaws. But, so, and then we'll be ending on, we will be ending with Captain's Kitchen, talking about some maple walnut cookies I've been making that uh, Gummy Bear has had the luxury of trying in the last uh, few weeks a couple times when I've been practicing with them. And I want to talk about some kind of basic recipes to do just for, like, really basic like Mexican burrito stuff, but I've been like getting, I've been using up a crap ton of refried beans. Spoiler alert. So mm. we're going to learn how to use canned beans. Beans, beans, beans. Beans, beans, the magic fruit. The more you eat, the more you oh, toot, no. the more you toot, the better you feel. So eat your beans in every meal. 
<laughs> you heard that right? Um, yeah, but not since I was a child. Where's your inner child, Gummy Bear? I see. I see that. I see that you, inner child. It's an inner. You think little... it, it would be there since I'm a giant piece of candy? But it's a bi- uh... I, I see it. I see a baby bear in the in the corner of your eye. <laughs> little a little bear clawing at the window, saying, "Let me out. I have feelings. Aww. I want to be free." But adult gummy bear is like, "Get down there!" Poor little baby gummy bear. <laughs> so, uh, attending the intro though, we need to talk about you got me to watch Jaws. I told you I would. Well, I didn't shouldn't say I shouldn't say get me to watch Jaws. Like I, oh, wanted, I had to I tape wa- his eyelids open and everything. <sighs> no, I he wanted was to... screaming. He didn't. He didn't want to watch it. I'm just I joking. wanted to watch Jaws, yes, and I thoroughly, was... I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great movie. It was. I yeah, like uh, no, it... it's a classic for a reason. It is. It's a it's a slow burn too, and it's not. I don't think though that it's like. I don't even. I think it's interesting because, like, knowing nothing about the movie, there's kind of these oversimplifications that are thrown about it. And it's like, now, if you watch the movie, it's more, way more nuanced than that. Like, it's not, I wouldn't even, I like, it's kind of, I think it's a slow burn by today's standards, but I think it's like a nuanced, tense movie, right? Because it's like a thriller. Even when people reference the music, they don't get it right. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that Mandela effect with that. That's not really a thing. Well, the Mandela effect isn't really a thing to begin with. It's just people not remembering things clearly. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a, I don't, like, I, there's a few people that have broken this down, but I don't even believe in that, really. I'm just saying that for, like, a quick expression. But basically, it's people not remembering shit clearly. Like, you're going to need a bigger boat. Everyone says, we're going to need a bigger boat. But then there are other lines that are always represented accurately, like my favorite, smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> my favorite is, haha, you're all going to die. <laughs> oh, fuck, I love people. <laughs> So yeah, as a quick thing for Jaws, which is a good movie to add onto your Halloween watch list in November. It's well, it's like an action thriller. It's yeah, not so much of a horror movie even, but it kind of it's again it's thrill- thrillers dip into the horror genre kind of. Yeah, they can they can sometimes they're separate things. Sometimes they are the same thing. Depends on the movie. Well, you know one thing I want to oh sorry go. I just want to point out that one thing because I thought about it because I always see there's um talk about like the development of villains in Hollywood movies and the Jaws era was like the era of corrupt politicians, which was a common theme for video for uh, villains in movies. But even so, I think like people and people use Jaws as, as an example for that in a few of these different like YouTube lists I've seen, but I don't really get it because like the, I get the mayor, the mayor in that he's like kind of like a Paul hacky politician but at the same time, there's like an argument for that. He's just worried about the economy of his town and stuff like that, too. It's not just like about money. It's about the town economy. Right. So it's kind of like I get I get I kind of get what the I get the movie out of the movie again was more nuanced than that. Like it wasn't as clear as like corrupt politician bad. It was like yeah. kind of bland politician. He doesn't really even believe that it's as dangerous as it is and they think they killed the shark and blah blah blah. Yeah, there's a lot of things there's a lot of things like it too because they and have the as soon as the beach thing happens he's like we got we got to deal with this now. Like Yeah, he has a t- well no, he hesitates he hesitates to like sign the check for the to give the shark hunter his money, his paycheck mm-hmm. or his bounty or whatever. But it's kind of that's again that's like that's a problem that thirteen thousand dollars a shit ton of money back in the day, right? That was probably a large chunk of what the small okay. city's budget would be. Well, we're not here to review Jaws. But... No, we're not. But I'm just saying that again. The movie is not as it's more nuanced than people give it credit for. 
like and where nowadays it's broken down to the main scenes of like because it's such an iconic movie but it's really a really good movie and it kind of makes just, me sad for movies nowadays because there's just so much you can tell there's so much love and care put into this movie yeah with all the effects and all mm-hmm. the character writing and all that kind of stuff and i'm not trying to be cynical or hipster like and like oh movies were better back in the day because before this era of hollywood they sucked but sorry it's just worth watching <sighs> okay let's get back on track yeah so Transition now into uh, kids' discount education. Yay. Thank you for sticking around, and uh, I'll see you in a bit. Up I saw a sword from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome back to the Canadian Pirate Cast. In our uh, first segment, Kids Discount Education. Yay. (laughs) I'm actually excited for this one because you've been... You've been hyping it up and saving all the information. Yeah, and I'm I'm worried the payoff is not going to be that big now because the pay because I've been hyping it up so long. But it's more <laughs> like we just we haven't gone around to making this episode in forever, and it was that's part of the problem with it. Long overdue here. Yeah, but so I'll start with this. So human psychology developer. Yeah, fuck. God damn it. Sorry, I get that. I keep getting it messed up. So my class is psychology, human development from ad- basically infancy to adolescence or contraception to adolescence. I don't know. I guess I guess that's where it starts. Where it starts depends on your opinion, but we're not going to get into that. Absolutely not. Nope. Not opening up that shit. So <laughs> in so as part of my course, we have this. Okay, so I'm being a dick about this, but it's a video game baby. <laughs> so it's basically, uh, it's like a computer course to just go through where, like, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure with a, with a kid. I get to choose to have a partner, not have a partner, certain, like, aspects of, like, class building and stuff. Like, not really class building, just more, <laughs> like, genetic details and stuff like that. Because uh, they do... It basically, okay, so I'm going to break this down from a video game perspective because this is not how my teacher does it, but I understand how games work. So they break down different um, things people get through RNG. So like you have like certain odds of your kid having certain things or being twins or something because the teacher keeps asking if anybody's had twins because it's like a rare occurrence in the game. Oh. So it's based on RNG basically. Um, which is like, and again, most, cool. most, a lot of things are, that's not a, that's not a really thing, right? That's just like, a, it's a way of generating odds and like situations mm-hmm. and scenarios. So in this game, obviously I get to name my baby and my wife and all that. So do you want, are you ready to know the name of, of my game baby, Gummy Bear? I, I can't wait. Odin. <laughs> I, I wanted him to be named after a Norse god, so I was like, Odin. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, so... In, I, oh my god. <laughs> so I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell you the paths I went down with this game for the choices I got to make and the what well, hashed out because of it. Sorry, if you had, if you had had twins, what would you have named the other one? 
to be a pair with Odin. Loki. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Thor because I think Thor's overused. But like Loki, though, Loki's a smart one. I want him to be. I want him to be smart like Loki. <laughs> okay, so. Now, and during so here's the thing with the structure of this kind of game in this course so it basically will hit you with a scenario being like you're at this stage of like prenatal development or whatever here is some information and they go through things like and i'll get into terror tokens and crap like that too but for examples and then like then just give them scenarios for like do are you and your partner going to kind of listen to this stuff not listen to it at all just roll the dice and shit like that they say and they say it nicer but Basically, these are the choices you get. So it kind of gives you like a baseline information. And then you look at all this extra information to kind of learn about um, the thing is and just kind of get more roundabout knowledge about how the development's going. And through doing that, you earn tokens because it gives you these little quizzes and you earn tokens. And overall in the course, you need 50 tokens to pass the course or have earned 50 tokens. But you can also like use them to buy things for your baby. Okay. And I'm air quoting buy things with for your baby because it's, it's game. It's no, not even because it's like it, there's no way to there's no comprehension of it. So it, what I mean is that like there's pictures. There'll be like a picture of your baby, which I don't have it with me, but I'll show it to you. It's <laughs> fucking horrifying. Oh my god, I wish you had it. I know I, I was supposed to do it and I fucked up and I just forgot to do <laughs> it before okay. that. It's on my computer. Oh. But it's hilarious. And we'll, we'll maybe I'll show it to you in the next. That'll be the corrections corner. I'll show you the picture of of my baby. Yes, That's horrifying. Please. But it's. But that, and so you see pictures of your developing child and from like now, like um, Odin's like a two year old or something. But it's, and you can go to the store and you can buy things for your baby. But there's no indication of like payoff, like it does anything for your baby or any kind of like representation of like it's like a picture of the baby in a cradle room and then the stuff shows up like you would in a video game. Mm-hmm. So this is a terribly designed video game, I have to say. Oh my God. <laughs> And this is my, well, this is my problem though, because I play so many video games and I just structure things in the form of like a game, because that's what this is, and it's like a learning thing. It's basically like, it's really weird how they're making it though, because it's like, it's basically <laughs> a fucking role playing like learning course, and I'm not against that. It's interesting. Yeah. But- uh, so note to um, educational game developers. Make your baby game more fun. Yeah, this game is not fun. It's not a very fun. It's I'm I'm like I'm doing it. I'm enjoying learning, but uh, structurally, this game is not very fun. The RNG it sounds thi- a need. It sounds like it just needs an update. You know. Yeah. Well, again, I think about like the amount of games I can buy for like a buck, and they look like you know what I mean. They just need to get like yeah. one game designer on here. Just hire one game developer on this shit, and he'll turn this around because there's amazing games that are made with one person, and they have all the science. They have the, all the psychology crap to back it up. But like, it totally like make this game a bit more interactive, like that, and have like, well, like, you know, imagine fuck- in like fifty years, it'll be like straight up VR. Get the fucking get the designer from My Pets or Nintendo My Pets, <laughs> like the baby. I'm sure there's baby games like that too. And just, oh, like, they definitely exist. Oh, they should. But again, that's again, that's not the best use of money. But I think that would make it more of a fun game, more make it more of a fun game. And I'm only enjoying it because I like learning. <laughs> So in my in my uh, role playing, I chose that my video game wife did not drink or eat raw fish while preggers with Odin. No raw fish. No raw fish. Uh, yeah, and it kind of and there's like a few different scenarios of different things though because you go through like daycare options you can pick up your um, oh your your uh, RNG rolled a socioeconomic class. So like we only had like a mid tier thing. So like for when. 
my partner got my per- partner had Odin. She got like I think six months off at like two thirds her salary, and I only got two weeks off, and I had to go back to work. <sighs> and uh, and that's the thing that's oh this course emphasizes this so much too. This is actually really funny because it's like not even a thing in Canada, but they emphasize like four or five times like I be money. There's gonna be a question about this in my exam. Mm-hmm. U.S. does not have maternity leave. They like to really emphasize that it's like the U.S. and one other place are the only places on earth that don't have maternity leave. Aside from that, North Korea. <laughs> So, and, or like, sorry, government, government mandated maternity leave. Like every country has it. Germany, they have a really intense situation with it where they get like two years off. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I'm probably, I'm exaggerating a bit, but it's like fucking intense. Like they get like, like both partners get a shit ton of time off in Germany. Like it really depends. And sometimes companies offer it more like with what's up, but Mm -hmm. the, yeah, Canada does have, like, mandatory government mat leave. You, and as far as I know, in Canada, you can divide it up however you want. That depends on a lot of things. That's fair. I don't know, because I know that when... So, my buddy got mat leave with his kid. This is like, 10 years ago or so. He... Maybe, like, 9 or 8. But basically, it was like, he divided it between him and his partner. Yeah. So, they kind of, like... And they weren't working for the same company or anything. So, I was like, they both got a certain amount of a lot of time of mat leave. And they were using both of it in the first couple weeks. And I think eventually he went back to work. Because he was, like, working at a hospital. And she... I don't remember what she does. But I just think that... So, that I imagine that was what the government was giving them. Because it was, like, they weren't dividing it between from a company. Yeah. So, I think that's what I'm saying when I think it's a flexible system in Canada. But it might be wrong. Yeah. I want to clarify, too, because all the psych shit I'm spouting off, I'm not an expert in anything here. This is, like, an introductory course of, like, one of a hundred things you could specialize in. That's why it's a discount lesson. Yes, this is why it's a discount lesson. Oh, I'm talking about my my class in general, the one I'm paying, uh, that, well, my, my benefactor, thank you, is paying for... <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm using that word right, <laughs> but... It sounds, like, sinister. <laughs> it should be sinister. I'm going to use my psychology knowledge to take over the world. <laughs> I have completely malicious purposes with this with it with this learning of the human of the human spirit. So yeah, sorry, my point though is I just want to say though, I'm speaking very broadly. Even my course though is very broad, like because everything we're going into is like one of a hundred things you could just specialize in for a career, right? So this does not make me an expert, and this is like where I have very clearly written notes for these things because I barely know what I'm talking about and I don't want to fuck it up, because I'm probably still gonna do that. Uh here's some shit I found interesting though, because it was like things they don't talk about or things that are like teratogens because a lot of people debate about this shit so for anybody that doesn't know a teratogen shit where did i write the definition down teratogen so uh teratogen is an agent or condition that has the ability to interfere with a healthy prenatal development that may lead to birth defects or even death of a fetus slash baby and this is more important, and the, what's important actually, a lot, what's really important in, in this is timing, a lot of it, because there's uh, two periods that during like um, the development of a child and even in prenatal, um, there's a sensitive period and a critical period. So a critical period is when something's developing where like if it fucks up, it'll never get back. So like if a kid's growing arms and he doesn't grow one of his arms, mm-hmm. they will never grow that arm. That's a critical period where it'll right, never, yeah. they'll never like amphibian an arm out as a human, right? <laughs> But 
So, okay, for an example, when a kid is a kid, as a blunt one, is sensitive period is language development. So it's agreed upon, universally agreed upon that it's much easier for humans to learn languages when they're younger and their brain is still molding, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you're older and your brain's mostly done that. So that would be a sensitive period when it's like pretty important, but they could still functionally do it later in life too. And it would be, right. they'd like, it would be not, maybe not as effective. And why that's important though, when I get into tarot tokens here though, is because, so there's some here that are kind of basic ones that you'd think about like alcohol, smoking, raw fish, shit like that. But then there's a crap ton of other ones that I think I can't tell if they're being excessive or if it's like, there's a bunch of shit I didn't know. And uh, I want to, at the end I'll loop back because I have a whole opinion about the drinking thing because there's something that bugs me about that. But essentially, here's a list of tarot tokens for anyone uh, who cares or might like be worried about this shit. Uh, raw fish, um, because of bacteria. Uh, cooked is okay. Rare steak, because of bacteria. Deli meats, because of bacteria. Unless they are reheated. Fresh vegetables should always be washed. Like, never skip on that shit. Uh, otherwise, that's a risk. Soft cheeses. Uh, that's an issue if you're during a critical a period where it could cross the placenta, apparently. Oh. Uh, unless it's pasteurized, and pasteurized is totally safe. Uh, cat litter is a big one, because... Oh, yeah, because of the toxoplasmium. Yeah. Oh, sorry, before the soft cheese, I have the word Listera written, so whatever that is, that sounds, that sounds scary. <laughs> the what? Listera is one of the risks of soft cheeses. L- Listeria? Listeria. Yeah. What's that? I, I don't know. It's just a disease, I guess. Okay. Sorry, because I don't have what it is. I just have it. In... I have to check that. But anyway, yeah, sorry. So I think it sounds like a disease. That sounds like a scary disease. But that's why I'm saying where it can, cross, it can cross the placenta, and that would be when it affects your... Uh, uh... As far as I know, the Cattler thing, since that whatever it is, is like it's like a parasite. It's not like a bacteria. And like mm-hmm. um, I've read like studies about like how... If you get it, like even as an adult, it's it's like a parasite, so it's kind of in your brain, and mm-hmm. it will affect your behavior. Like they've they've done a study of like men who have had it are like they're they just erratic. There's erratic um, behavior they're, that there's goes more on. prone to risks. Yeah, and and they've because it's like crazy. <laughs> well, it's funny because they do you know it's the whole thing with they do that like, study. That's why in cat mice. ladies are crazy, probably. <laughs> well, no, there are mice though that do it though, where they try to they will fuck with a cat or something because they get infected with it, and then that's it makes them vulnerable. It's the life cycle they want to they like seek the cat out or some shit. Yeah, because well, because they're more prone to taking risks, but it can transfer over to humans, and that makes us more vulnerable to that's taking crazy. risks. So that's why I don't think I've ever had it, even though I've had cats. Yeah, and it's kind of well if you're careful with it though. It's just the thing like it's it may I think it's like I Wash think it's your hands. I think it's when it's probably again crossing that barrier or crossing the placenta when you're like yeah when the baby is developing right yeah those are all the basic ones that most people kind of know. So here are all the weird ones or so, well, some are less weird but just ones because they're mixed in here. But herbal tea. Now, what's okay? This one made me laugh though because it says check the label and unclear. So it's like that. That, that what that does seems, that even mean? So that seems some excessive. Are, so some are probably bad, but at the same time too, maybe there's like no regulation in herbal tea, so people can put whatever the fuck in there. So that kind of makes sense. But then that more is like a question mm-hmm. about why can you put whatever you want in herbal tea? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a different question. Never heard that. Paint, which is an obvious one, but lead paint especially. Yeah. Uh, but I think general paint in general hair dye slash relaxer 
I don't know anything about hair chemicals. Oh, hair relaxers like super like toxic. Super toxic because it, it has to like, like it's really easy to damage your hair with it. What is hair relaxer? Like what? Is, what does it do? Um. Well, say with people like with really really curly hair. Okay. Um, it'll like relax the curls, um, and you need like a really strong chemical like. You can. I've seen videos where people like basically burn all their hair off because they didn't know what they were using. Oh my god, that's oh god, hair. I'm so usually glad I'm professional. A, like that's something you would want to get done professionally if you needed it. I'm so glad I'm a dude and I don't have to worry about that shit. Uh, <laughs> so holy crap, that's oh man. Okay, well anyway, so we're watch out for that shit. Okay, so the hair relaxer sounds right, but yeah, hair dye too is apparently one, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense. It's all chemicals, mm-hmm. but that's interesting though. Um, environmental hazards this one makes make sense like polluted water fertilizer shit like that oh, yeah. that's kind of broad but yeah. those are just general things prescription slash recreational drugs i mean that would be bad for just normal people so. yeah that's well that's 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 what i mean too where that some of these are a bit like excessive but again it's listing them all but again the herbal tea the hair dye were the weird ones i thought and then there's obviously like weed though prescription drugs slash recreational drugs uh funny thing actually bread used to be bad but what but They've, uh, but the, they make a note of this, but they uh, started at, but it, everything's, it's okay now because they started putting, um, tiny amounts of folic acid in a lot of food we eat, which is a prenatal. It's, uh. I've never heard that, that anyone say that, oh, when, you know, like, I've never heard like an older person be like, yeah, back in the day, I wasn't allowed to eat bread when I was pregnant. Like, I've never heard that. Oh, it might be something that they're discovering now though, but essentially though, they've, ca- apparently they've countered it by putting, um, folic acid and it, it, it apparently prevents birth defects. But my yeah. course made a point of saying that where it's like bread used to be, but this, and I guess I can I've make. Never heard that. That's so weird. I don't know. There's kind of a weird. Who knows, right? Maybe like 300 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it could be. It's again, it's like that's again where this it's a very broad context, right? And I don't know. Again, there's that's the thing too, where there's sometimes there's some things in the in this textbook too, where there's always like there's always a side to all of it, right? And there's not it's not all meta analysis data where you can see what these general things are i'm being told what some perspectives are in the psychology community and it's like a lot of it's general and some of it isn't is what it is uh here's what i oh yeah and here's what i want to say though about the alcohol thing though this is like a personal thing that bugged me because it was like a ted talk i watched a few years ago and it really it's a very condescending karen woman talking about how a lot of like it's like through a lot of medical history women have not been like had control over their bodies this is true this is very true. Yes. I'm not. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to argue with her on that. Like that's very it. But then mm-hmm. she goes into like how, do you know how you can have a little bit of wine or alcohol and it'll be okay and stuff like that too. And then she goes into her statistics for this kind of stuff. And then it comes to a thing Clearly where not like a doctor give people. She's like give women more agency over their bodies and stuff like that and show them the proper data. And basically, and this is and this is actually an instance where my where my class did do meta analysis on data for drinking with pregnancy. And essentially, what they found in all of this shit is that. There are a couple different, there's like many factors into that. It depends when during your pregnancy, if it's during a critical period or a sensitive period with your kid and whether, and then also for everybody and genetic vulnerability is a big factor Mm -hmm. as well. It's a very, it's a very differing thing because alcohol is in like so many cultures. So there's a shit ton of data on this. And this bugs me though, because I think about it as I honestly think about this in the same way as like when you lie to kids about how condoms feel the same with sex like as the feel of sex is because yeah like it's not true but you have to it's as the best for sometimes some things for humanity you can only run as fast as your slowest joggers 
so we don't have a crap ton of unwanted pregnancies. You tell us white lie to kids. And in the same way where you have some idiots that will not, that maybe yeah, some people can drink responsibly while being slightly pregnant and like take that risk and maybe it'll be fine. That's, that's very, that's possible. But likely a shit ton of people would hear this information and be like, it's fine. And the numbers will go up and shit like that, right? Go. Yeah, that's super dangerous of that lady. And I also want to point out, because TED Talks, you said it was in a TED Talk. Obviously, that lady's not a doctor. Um, I assume. I hope not. Um, but basically, I mean, I remember it's not so prevalent now, but back like a few years back, maybe like 10 years ago, it was like, oh, TED Talk, so smart. It was like that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now people realize that literally anybody can fucking do a TED Talk on anything. And it doesn't. Well, I think funny thing about if you want to get like that's a topic for a whole different day, but that's kind of a, a thing where there's just money being moved around and shit like that. And yeah, it probably started off as an earnest thing, but then capitalism had its way with it. Especially with TEDx talks, like literally oh, anybody. Okay, I anybody. Could, I could anybody could do a do fucking that. TEDx talk. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll start TEDxx talks this is, as like <laughs> CPC like quick thing. But we should try just to prove the point. Okay, back either, to your either, thing. I'm sorry. sorry. My thing though is that yeah, you're right. Or you're exactly right though. It's like it was back in the day there was like the TED talk effect where like this is authentic. This is gives it authenticity or yeah. val- or validity. But now it's like, again, there's a lot of them that's just like anybody could have them and shit like that. Um, either way, though, my, I guess my point, though, is that and again, like she, again, has her own studies and shit on this, too. Right. But I'm just talking and like this is all meta meta shit. And it's just complicated, though. But again, I kind of think of it as a, if you think of it practically, again, I'm not trying to be a dick. But yeah, a lot of people are just you got to a lot of people are not the smartest or like they're, or they wouldn't interpret the information properly. Right. And I don't. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not for any kind of big brother protection kind of a shit, but just I see it as like a white lie just to kind of oversimplify a complicated thing and prevent fetal alcohol syndrome, which is fucking terrible if people have that, right? Yeah. And again, I'm a dude, so I will never have to barricade or push a watermelon through my pussy, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> uh, the very the biggest closest I'll get to birth, childbirth is a kidney stone, if that ever happens, which, God, I hope not. <laughs> that being the case, I... I do kind of think like I, I again I would empathize with that again I think it's I think the white lie is better than the trying to get into the complicated thing with everybody because not everyone's going to go into that but sorry that was just a, sorry that was a personal thing I don't cut that down a bit but it was just it really bugged me because even when I saw that TED talk I was like that seems like maybe like yeah for like a small percentage of people but not for a lot and then again all the shit sorry though so very important thing though Odin was born he did not have Down syndrome which oh, the great. program took the time to tell me. Of course. Uh, so here are some more RPG choices I made. I chose not to go to church and not to get married. I Because I'm a heathenist. I... <laughs> I thought you said you had a video game wife. I do have a video game wife. <laughs> well, I, I call her my video game wife, sorry, but like it's like partner, okay. essentially. Just got to clarify that. You know, that's good. <laughs> that's fair. I'm being general. But yeah, so it's my video game partner. I chose not to marry because I don't believe in marriage. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a pirate. I got too busy for that shit. I focused on loving and making my partner feel better. I think about my baby moderately. And my relationship is strong and not too anxious, the program said. Because me and my partner have a... We have a we have a good back and forth with each other and we give each other space. So, <laughs> uh, The program generated a creepy photo of Odin with a... Ooh, and also even creepier audio clip that sounds like something from a horror movie. <laughs> it's 
just like they they really? yeah they generate like it's supposed to be baby cooing sounds but it sounds like it sounds automated and it sounds like something from like a fucking horror movie oh my god i'll see if i can get i'll see if i can get my computer for you i want you the picture too. to post on instagram i'll i'll do that and i just gotta censor off some i gotta censor some information off of it but yeah. yes i'll send you the, the creep picture of my creepy odin baby awesome uh anyway odin was born uh nine pounds and one ounce being 20 point three inches long big baby oh my god yeah Oof. viking jeans he's a he's a viking <laughs> gummy bear uh oh this is actually a weird cool one too newborns have a lot of cool reflexes they didn't know about and like because babies can do a lot of weird shit that you don't even think about because it's like a fucking baby because you're like babies are stupid but they're not that <laughs> stupid they're actually they have they have survival instincts they're yeah. interesting so there's like they have the it's called the babinski reflex where you can functionally tickle their teeth and tickle their feet and they'll move their toes a bit yeah. Uh, they have like a stepping reflex where if you hold them upright, they will like try to kind of walk. Like they almost instinctually mm-hmm. know to kind of do it, but they can't quite yet. Um, the palmer grasping reflex is like if you poke them in the palm, they'll kind of be able to grab your finger and then kind of use they can they can like at least close their hands and stuff like that. There's rooting, which is where they'll like move their face and their cheek, and they'll try to find a nipple. Uh, which is a really interesting one too. It's like a survival thing, and uh, yeah, I just thought the and there's kind of uh, there's other like yeah. So those are just some of the cool like things because like babies can do a lot of they have the they have like weird they have like a test and stuff too when a baby's first born to I think it's called the Apgar test or something like that. Basically, Apgar. Apgar to test the baby's reflexes and stuff Score. like that. So it just I just thought it was interesting that even from like just from just from going through the traumatic experience of being birthed, they can functionally do some stuff, which is kind of cool. That's oops. Oh, and as a quick thing here, I want to bring this up as uh, SIDS because this is something else I found interesting in like the course. So okay, so SIDS also massive oversimplification, but also kind of like a for a long time in history. You could just people wouldn't know exactly what caused it, right? Sudden infant sudden infant death, death syndrome. Now we know that most of the time it's suffocation. Like most of the time, it was likely suffocation. Mm-hmm. But for this for context, that's what it was called for the longest time. True SIDS, I think, is like when they just spontaneously stop breathing. It's just like skin to skin contact is really good for that because they don't have their like total breathing rhythm yet when they're first born. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the majority of it is based on is like comes down from breathing breathing too though, and that's kind of mm-hmm. where it's yeah. just a lot of different ways. And sorry, I don't have my direct notes on that for the detailed stuff. But I just want to point this out though because um, it was also there things from like a baby being too cold and stuff like that too. But essentially, like oh. yeah, the most of it comes down to breathing stuff and oh. what's. Fast. Oh, sorry. Do you have something to say? No, no. Sorry. I was gonna say it was. I started talking about her. Oh shit! I, I didn't Google her before this. I forgot. I'll do that in the corrections corner. But there was an Australian lady that basically was the person that discovered like the main causes of sudden infant death, uh, sudden infant death syndrome. Okay. So just for context, for years that was the leading cause of infant death. Like, this mysterious thing that nobody can quite explain. And she basically cut that in half, starting in Australia, from her research and finding out that. A lot of it is depend. They babies suffocate in cribs because of their sleeping position, because they should be on their back. Yeah. Uh, if they have a pillow, and I don't, because they move around on the cover of their mouth. Same with blankets. That's mm-hmm. why they and um and the warmth thing. That's why they have the onesie. That's like a blanket wrapped around their body because it keeps them warm, but they uh, but they won't suffocate on it. Okay. Um, and then once for back in the day, again, this is 
this is at least 50 years old now, but smoking in the room with the baby. Oh, my God. That also used to be a cause of that shit. Probably not even 50 years ago. Well, like, long... Yeah, but that's when... And then also, um, I'm sure people... Some people do it now, like... Oh, probably now. But that's kind of... Unfortunately. But that can... That was a... That's a cause as well for SITs, so... So to speak. Makes sense. And I almost think that they should change it to suffocation infant deaths, because that's, like, what it is. You know what I mean? That would almost make more sense. Mm. But, again, it is what it is. It's a historical thing, too. And there's a lot of historical recognition in, in this... I just wanted to give a shout out to this lady though, because she produced this shit by like half for the world, and like no, I like I didn't know who she was, but that's kind of like a ridiculously huge thing, because it's really important for kids. Like, basically, if kids don't live, if they live past like the first three months of their life, then their odds of living to like adulthood is up by like fifty percent or like fifty to sixty percent, basically. Like, there's a shit ton mm-hmm. of people, babies, like that die before they even like fully get to functioning, right? Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, we have a, humans have a pretty good spawn rate, but it's also with a lot of attrition, so it's kind of like, yeah, is what it, it is, what it is, and that's a thing, that's something I didn't get into notes for. But I want to end on something positive with this too, and this is kind of the most profound thing I liked from this, is kids are born to learn, and this is based a lot of theories of Jean Piaget, and one second, can you pause it? Sorry, yeah, I think Jean, Jean Piaget? French philosopher, no, sorry, French psychologist. I assume so. that sounds French. I'm not sure about that. It's so French. Sounds oh, super, it, sounds super I mean, French. Jean, like Jean, French, Jean Piaget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a couple different theories about this in general, but basically, um, humans are kind of born to learn and grasp knowledge, essentially. First, there's information processing theory, which is that the human mind is a computer that accumulates experiences. And that's how we learn. There's evolutionary theory, which is that we just adapt as we get older and learn from our culture a lot as well. Jean Piaget, who just looks like the loveliest old man, if you Google pictures of him, he just looks like a pleasant old man. So he's my favorite psych guy. Uh, He believes that kids are active learners and adaption is the core to intelligence. And basically like taking new information, changing how you currently perceive it, and then moving on and kind of always updating that shit. Uh, he was a big proponent of sensosom- sensomotor fuck shit Sen- sensoremotor I'm so saying that wrong Sensos- sensory motor sensory sensory motor sensory motor motor sensory mo- sensory motor <laughs> thank you sorry sensory motor intelligence which is his way for saying how infants think and think by using their senses and motor skills and he kind of thinks that this went through six stages essentially so in the first stages which is birth to or for stage one and two which is birth to four months they have their basic reflexes which is like we talked about already sucking grasping staring and they kind of acquire new things like eventually being able to accommodate accommodate which is again like when gosh, i'm gonna get this backwards uh the Essentially, see the kid will be the baby will be able to distinguish between a pacifier and a nipple, so they'll know when yeah. they're feeding and when they're not, and that's in the first four months. They'll move on to their secondary reactions, which is stages three and four. This is going from four to twelve months. They'll start kind of interacting with people more, maybe being able to respond with hands, learning how to grasp things and stuff like that, and kind of be a bit more deliberate with their movements and stuff like that. And as my dad would describe, this is like. A kid will drop food on the floor, 
and then look at the adult and drop fluid and see what the adult does. Like, as, yeah. as he told me what I did, and just, like, seeing what shit I can get away with. Like, can I do this? That's early. <laughs> yeah. And that's after a fucking year. Then there is the third stage, which is 12 to 24 months, or the terrible twos, as everyone likes to call it. And this is where, and this is actually very endearing. Jean Piaget calls this the stage where they are little scientists because they're experimenting with the world through creativity and actions. And for example, they'll put something in the toilet and flush it. So kids will experiment with shit by doing stupid shit like that, which happened in my simulation too. Odin flushed my toothbrushes down the toilet. No! Little shit. Did the toilet get plugged in the simulation? I don't think so. I didn't have There's to. It's not that level. Of it's detail. not that level. Again, they need to get a game designer in <laughs> here and get get me more invested in this RPG I'm playing. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like kids will experiment with this, but as they become two, like when they're again in the first few months, they're doing it like just willy nilly, like seeing what the hell happens. By the time they're two, though, they're being deliberate about their shit and be like, how can I functionally do this? And as an example, between me and my sibling, so those child locks, I would, because I was sucked as a kid, so I would, like, try once, give up, and go do something else. My sister, apparently, would sit in front of it for, like, hours just trying to figure out how to get around it, and she's still <laughs> fucking like that. Wow. So. Well, that's awesome, I mean. Yeah, so. Crafty. It's, yeah, and it's, uh, but anyway, though, so. Determined. No, very, very, very much so, much more than me. That's so why I'm sailing the sea, trying to pillage off other people's fruits and heart and steal their labor. Oh, by the way, got a good, good, got a good haul of tobacco and sugarcane and spices ah, from that yes. individual voyage. We had we a did. celebration. Yes, we already for did. Halloween, Hoorah. where we had bread, like you said, bread and wine. Just bread. You know, I you know how much I love bread. Yes, you know how much I love wine. <laughs> <laughs> so not a lot. Not a lot. I hate wine. Wine is I I don't like wine at all. <laughs> so you're right i do know how much (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah and sorry i think that was all i really had for the end of um piaget oh here i just last thing so here are the here are the two big ways that kids take on information though and before i get into my whole soapbox about my education system but there's assimilation which is a type of adaption where new experiences are interpreted to fit to assimilate with old ideas so, like, you're taking new information and incorporating it into existing information to be like it. So, if you know that a four-legged things that go bark are a dog, and then all of a sudden you see a cat, you're like, okay, this is a new thing. This is not this thing. You know what I mean? Now, not all four-legged things are dogs. Some of them are cats, too. Yeah. Then there's accommodation, which is where old ideas are restructured to include or accommodate new cha- new changes. So, this is like changing the existing knowledge to fit into new info. So you're kind of like rethinking about, you're recontextualizing something from your past to understand something in the present. And that's his, and that's his main uh, thing for um, how people learn. And this code is important to me, though, because I think about how, like, yeah, like a lot of when you're really young, there's a lot of like kind of explore, like cool stuff of the world. And like kids want to explore. A lot of kids want to explore and learn. And yeah, sometimes like they'll. Yeah, some kids will become couch potatoes, potatoes if you put them in front of a TV or a video game. But if you don't do that, they will explore and do things. And even, like, the most popular video game of all time is fucking Minecraft, which is where you just do it and you explore and build things in a virtual space, right? So I'm not even, like, gonna th- I don't even want to throw that out the window. But the public school system totally crushes that creativity. It teaches you that... This is losing mind. This is me soapboxing here. This is not scientific. This is me just spouting off shit. Because I'm about to, I'm about to talk about sociology, the most unscientific of studies, next to gender studies. <laughs> <laughs> but 
just making a joke. Calm down. I'm, not, no, I'm calm. Hey. <laughs> I know. Am I? Am I not calm right I know. Now? I know. I don't just want you protesting me, <laughs> canceling me. <laughs> We're not gonna come back around to that. I know. I'm sorry. Rabble, 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 rabble. Um. Okay. So anyway, though, so there's the hidden curriculum. Which is a big part of public schooling, which is kind of like things that you're taught that are not just like your homework, but basically like the system that you're in. Kind of like prison. So (laughs) to obey authority, to be in places at times and when to work and when to learn. The authority systems will not help you out and they cannot be depended on, even though they claim to be the authority. And they will very easily point the finger at you for when you fuck up. Now, this is what I've learned from partially sociology, but partially my own experience in the public school system. Go, Gummy Bear. I'm sorry, but what you said about they will point the finger at you when you fuck up kind of thing reminds me of a story I have from kindergarten, which is literally like when you first start school and you don't know the rules. So in my elementary school, there was like a foresty area and it was off limits to anyone kindergarten to grade three the intermediate grade four to six could go and hang out in there so it was after school and me and one of my friends wandered into the um foresty area because we're fucking five years old and i remember being like oh my god it's beautiful like it was fall there's leaves everywhere i was like just you know a 5 year old and i was like oh my god this is the most beautiful place i've ever seen and then probably was going to be picked up or taken the bus i can't remember at that point um and they couldn't find me and then they found me in the forest area and i literally got like this like you're in trouble now form that i had to bring home to get signed because I went into the forest area that I didn't know I wasn't allowed to go into. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so that's like, Interesting. what the fuck happened there? <laughs> For me, I don't want to get too into this, but like as a cliff notes, I, so I had a, I had an issue with, with bullies when I was younger and that was, and it, like, even so I have a, I don't disagree with bullying either. I kind of agree with the Chris Rock bit on it, that mm. it, it rounds me out. And they're, they're, it rounded me out as a human being. That being said, though, uh, when that was happening, the school did di- dicks to help me out. And I had, like documented it. And mm-hmm. it was like they didn't do shit to help out. But as soon as I finally punched the bully and stood my ground and like refused to be pushed around anymore, they were very quick to uh, to uh, suspend me and say yeah. I had broken the rules for violence. Um so that's where that's my that's just my thing where I'm like, yeah, they'll be they'll point the finger at you first, but never take any responsibility for their own actions. And it's yeah, uh, so well, and, I mean, I just wanted to like point that I was like, that's like even like the very beginning of school, like what happened to mm-hmm. me where I was just like, what the fuck? It's actually? a hidden it's a hidden curriculum. And then I was like, ang- like anxiety. I was five years old. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I mean, though, where so here's and this, here's a complex here's a complex thing with public schooling. And this is what I want to end on is that I don't disagree with it because it's I think it is one of the greatest things we've done as a society is mass educated people, which is important because it's free too. that's the important thing is like it's free. So there's certain like, you know what I mean? When you get anytime you get something free, it's going to give you some chemical poisoning, some phthalate shit. <laughs> yeah. That being said, though, holy shit, it could be improved so much, though, right? Because if it's the most developing thing, like if it's one of the most effective things for pulling humanity out of the muck, 
in the last hundred years, wouldn't we want to invest in that and make it better than it currently is? Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. and it goes and it goes into college later down the line as accessibility. But even starting with public education, right? With again, it's like the hidden curriculum stifles creativity, and it's not even like it's fault, right? Because they're dealing with like one teacher with thirty fucking people. There's no motivation for the with the teachers' unions to work with the government because both are things that have to be there. So neither one. But it's like two immortal gods trying to duke it out for who's going to... And neither one's ever going to fucking leave because they're both too important, kind of. I want to cut back government. Actually, I take that back about government, that they're not as important. But that So government's like a demigod. <laughs> Teachers are actually functionally more important, I think. That being said... Except Trudeau. <laughs> he's a drama teacher. He doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> drama is what we do when we have extra time on our hands. That's not a priority for humanity. <laughs> So, <laughs> that being said, anyway, I just want to say that, yeah, so, like, I just, I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to, I would like the system improved, and that'd be something for me to go more into another day, and that's my last thing I want to end on, but that was more some sociology shit I learned from last year, that was, like, the hidden curriculum, which I kind of think about now, structurally, is, like, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know, I just think, I've been thinking more and more on that over the last few months, because, again, going into, like, what college is like now. Do you have any uh, thoughts on that, Gummy Marathon, before we end up? Uh, there are any questions of anything I could try to answer slightly from the random no, human facts I told you? No, I am ready to take you. a break, but um, yeah, so much if it's learning. not obvious to anyone listening by now, um, we haven't done a full episode in a while, and it's going to be a long one, because Local Waters is coming up, and I got a good chunk of things to talk about. We do. And thank you for bearing with us. We appreciate that. And again, so yeah, I'm just, I've been learning. This is like just the cliff notes of what I've been learning. I've been learning so much more than this. Yes. And I only get to share half an hour of it with you. So I appreciate you being there with us. We'll see you in a second. Here. My backs are sore from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome back to the Canadian Pirate I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid. Now we're going to enter local waters with my co-host, Quartermaster Gummy Bear. Are we being quiet now? I don't know. I just wanted to do like an NPR thing. (laughs) 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 Scooping around. (laughs) Go for it. It's local waters. Here we go. Splishity splash. (laughs) Well, I wanted to start off with, of course, Fairy Creek. (laughs) Oh yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's been about a month, so I might as well. There's a couple things to talk about. Things aren't uh, things aren't going very well. Um, what was once approximately 3,000 protesters spread throughout the area at, at peak times this past summer has now dwindled down to dozens. Uh, most of the camps have just been completely lost. Um, and we're still a week away from the injunction appeal decision, which is sound I mean it seems like it'll most likely go through and there's still another probable two months or so of viable logging time left before winter and then a bit of a break I have a question if that's okay mm-hmm. or not, maybe oh, yes, please. Or if, unless you have you're gonna, you're gonna go into this but I'm wondering were all these people arrested or did they leave or did people lose interest? What what's happened with the numbers there? Because that's interesting. Well, last I checked a couple as a, a couple days ago, today being November first, so now I'm recording. The arrest number was eleven hundred something, and on that day that I had looked, which was maybe yesterday or the day before, there were eleven new arrests. So of the few that are still there, they're still being arrested. They get arrested and then removed or catch and released. 
And when they get arrested and removed, you know, they have to, like, sign some, like, whatever they're charged with, and then they're released again, and most of them would just go back to Ferry Creek. But, you know, it's fall, like, probably a lot of people who had to go back to work or school, and maybe a lot of people just can't handle the weather as well. I'm not sure. Because we started talking about this in May, so I have no idea what the conditions were like out there last winter, because I didn't know about it then, if it was the same. But they basically, there's only a very few amount of people still down there and logging has been happening i've seen drone footage of trees gone gone <laughs> mm-hmm. and then also with fairy creek and sorry do you want to say anything else because i'm going to talk about something completely different i guess that's uh it's just interesting and in how uh how it was the hot thing all summer and uh it's interesting where it's just it's mm-hmm. where it's at now like the chaining pe- people chaining themselves to trees and having the handlers and all that i mean it's still happening it's just Small scale. Very much more small small scale. The other thing about Fairy Creek is a man known as Smiley went missing on October 13th when he was traveling in between two camps in Fairy Creek. The hike between the camps apparently takes approximately two hours and it is well marked, like taped off and such, but it is considered a difficult hike and he had health issues he is an older an older like 60, 60s maybe mm. 70s there was a report of him possibly being seen on the highway maybe hitchhiking but he wasn't seen at the camp that would have been on the way to the highway where his phone and his belongings were that he was expected to pick up he had stayed in Ferry Creek a few more days than he had initially planned but reportedly told fellow protesters before going missing that he needed to get back to his cat and then he disappeared thankfully there are people taking care of his cat now (laughs) search and rescue were called in a few days after he actually probably disappeared and were unable to find him after searching for two full days in the area and it is reported that he was last seen wearing like a dark coat and regardless of your age or your health conditions or anything like that because he was he went on that truck alone wear a bright coat because it's so easy to get lost and get injured and then if you're alone and you don't have a phone you didn't have his phone or if you happened to fall and maybe die people can't find your body if you're wearing a something dark it's really easy to just blend in there's i remember there's a one case like in the u.s where hikers was two hikers were injured the boyfriend went off to get help and then he unfortunately died and the girlfriend almost died but didn't because someone in a tour group happened to see her because she had red hair Mm -hmm. and it was like the photos it's like how could you have even seen that she's almost not visible Mm -hmm. um so definitely if you're doing that you gotta be safe and you gotta wear bright clothing Mm -hmm. it's been i mean october 13th that's quite a while ago um, people are still looking for him. Gotta hope for the best. Maybe he was on the highway hitchhiking. RCMP, like, if you saw anything on the highway, please look up what he looks like. Maybe he just didn't grab his stuff. <laughs> Maybe you can tell by my demeanor. I'm not exactly very hopeful about that. Maybe he was picked up by that serial killer. <sighs> yeah, that's also a fucking factor around here. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? Yeah, the, zero, the island serial killer that, picks up men, that, might, that possibly picks up serial men. Oh my gosh. Something to think about. I just don't, I mean, like... 
I want to put all my hopes on the best, but it didn't sound like he was like going to leave his cat. Apparently he's been living on a boat for six months. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of this either. I hope Smiley gets found as well. He sounds, he sounds like a pleasant, he sounds like a pleasant fellow. His nickname is Smiley. Like he's gotta be. Um, He sounds like, oh, maybe, or maybe it's like, hopefully it's not an ironic nickname where he's actually a frowny grumpy grump, but (laughs) I, I, let's hope he's a positive guy. I hope he gets found. Obviously I don't wish he's, he's a fellow human unless he, unless he, if he's, unless he's a murderer or something like that, I wish the best for him. Hitchhiking was a scary fucking thing though. I can't imagine. But like, it's not really confirmed if he was really hitchhiking. Okay, that's fair. I thought I thought that was sorry. I thought that was a confirmed thing because I was like, man, hitchhiking was like the scariest part contract of all time. It's like, hey, it's an unconfirmed report because whenever people go missing, there's like certain calls that are just like maybe you thought it was them, but it wasn't. And I mean, it seems likely that he would have picked up his things mm-hmm. in between camps if he had made it through. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of sad about that. So sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sorry. Okay, so the second bit of news, not Fairy Creek. Moving on from Fairy Creek. That's all I got for that. There was a accident off the coast with a one of those boats that carries a shitload, like thousands of um, shipping containers. And it did some weird stuff trying to avoid a storm when it could have actually safely just harbored. And then got hit with a huge wave and... As they know, as of they know now, over a hundred shipping containers fell off of the boat. It might be more because once they finally reach harbor, they have like fires ongoing on the boat that aren't completely even out yet as of today. Hmm. There seems to be just issues with shipping containers all over the world right now. Supply chains. <laughs> Apparently, two of the known hundred or so shipping containers, two of them contain extremely hazardous chemicals. I thought they were going to say nukes. I was like, broken arrow. Oh my God. (laughs) That would be crazy. No, like if anyone, if anyone listening to this has read anything that actually says what the hazardous chemicals are, I would be very interested to know because I haven't seen it named what they are. It's a zombie virus. Kind of suspicious. It's a zombie virus. Why won't they, why won't they tell us? What the hazardous chemicals are. Everyone start chalking up in George A. Romero movies. We're getting to a zombie apocalypse. So start with the oceans, poison the fish. We'll have zombie fish. Piranha will jump out and attack the humans. It'll cross over. We're all going to become zombies. Yeah. This is my prediction. Since the accidents, shipping containers have been... Or contents of the shipping containers. And and now, finally, the shipping some of the shipping containers themselves have been washing up along shore, along the east and southern coast. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just all of it. I don't know. All around the bottom, I think. On that whatever coast, facts, co- coastline. That's not stuff. the point. <laughs> Harbor, every everywhere. I'm saying um, nautical terms now. And it's just know. like all kinds of things, like anything you can imagine, like Christmas decoration, toys, fucking sex dolls, car parts, probably fucking sex dolls. Probably they just won't print that in the news. It's too vulgar. <laughs> just joking. How dare um, they? People, some people need love, except for you know the ha- and it. then also hazardous chemicals. So people, zombie virus, the, like. Coast Guard, or I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Taxidermy eagles. People, officially, government people have said... Beaver tails. Um, Three-day-old yogurt. If they find the containers, enemies. there's like a number you can call. Go look it up. I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and not it, to open it, because it might be one of the ones that has hazardous chemicals in it. So if you want to be a good don't citizen, touch it. If you want to be a good citizen, do it on your own time. I'm just telling you that there's an opportunity to be one. So, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> if we're, like, lacking on toys, I guess that's... It's the shipping container's fault. So if Christmas, there's no Christmas, it's not Santa's fault. It's because <laughs> the shipping there's an issue in the supply chain and Santa couldn't get the shit he needed. 
Okay, now I want to move on to my favorite main thing. And then I have some other news nit- <clears throat> tidbits. I told you this was going to be long. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, well, we didn't do one for all of October. This is a big fucking catch-up. Okay, so I want to talk about the Axeman saga. Axeman saga? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm curious about Axeman. Okay, it's just... I mean, it's so weird and, like, silly, so it's kind of my favorite one. Because it's stupid. Mm-hmm. So on October 26th, the RCMP responded to two separate reports of a man attacking vehicles with an axe, and that was here in Comox Alley. Mm. And he also, in Campbell River, egged a business while shouting about 5G technology. Oh. Hmm. And also, he was reported at one point to have very dangerous, almost gotten to like a really dangerous car accident because he was screaming at, and he was screaming at people. And these, all these things are connected. But on October 26th, was when the first axe incidents occurred when he went around town and was smashing people's cars with axes. And so the RCMP advised to be on the lookout for a car with Nova Scotia plates. Was this guy axing cars while people were in them or just while they were like parked? Just parked. Okay. Thankfully. That's what I mean. I wonder, well, I didn't know if he was like going all shining on people like yeah. while thankfully, they were like in the middle of traffic. Thankfully didn't get that far, but. Yeah. So they were advising people to be on the lookout for a car with Nova Scotia plates. Because that's apparently his car, and it's East, like, okay, course, is this guy like East Coasters? from Nova Scotia coming over here? However, this is Nova Scotia's first assault on us. They're jealous of us because we're Hawaii. <laughs> okay, and so they're like cold. Sorry. <laughs> you okay? I'm okay. I'm just like, well, I need to shut my mouth, so I'm covering my face more than it normally is. So all's well now, because two days after. That alert went out on October 28th. He was arrested and will be kept in jail until court. Hmm. Because he, I guess, has been deemed a threat <laughs> to, society, to the community, That's, which is, I think, pretty fair. That sounds fair, though. Um, he... So here's how he was caught. And this is, I mean, okay, so he stopped at the Tim Hortons in Courtney. <laughs> Right by Superstore, which, um, and, uh, Captain here is laughing because for anyone who might not be Turd tosser. (laughs) The turd tosser. Okay. Okay. Everything always circles back to Tim Horton. But, um, for anyone who might not be familiar with the area, this particular Tim Hortons is literally directly across the street from the RCMP building. (laughs) So he stopped at the Tim Hortons parking lot and he got out and he started attacking a random person's minivan who was getting coffee inside of the tim hortons and had no choice but to just basically stand there in shock and watch this guy destroy her car or her van well you shouldn't shouldn't just go and be like hey sir sir that is my car you shouldn't be doing that that is not right he had an (laughs) she can wag her finger she can wag her finger so hard he'd be just so disappointed in himself yeah this fucker needs to be arrested so (laughs) after that incident obviously well during that people were calling the police from inside Tim Hortons and he didn't even get past the first main intersection and there's pictures of it and stuff and he was basically just like immediately caught because the RCMP building is right there. It's right there. To be fair with this man though, I don't think he... It, it, he seems like he might have a screw loose. I don't think yeah, he's no. a, I don't think he's a malicious criminal. I think he might actually be like a person that needs some like <laughs> health medical me- treatment. He need, he needs some med- medical intervention. I think there may be a thing here. I'm not just the five G thing may be correlating or maybe just like a separate thing. Uh, 
I don't think yeah. that's, that's. I don't think that's like the conspiracy. I think he just he might be an unwell man. He seems to be. It seems <laughs> erratic. Imagine driving all the way across the country and then you're just like, ah. <laughs> like again, I say, I say this is Nova Scotia's first assault on us because they're jealous that, of our climate and that we get. This we, means war, Nova Scotia, just because of this one guy. Yes. We're gonna send you a gift basket. Civil War. We're gonna send you a passive aggressive gift basket, <laughs> and, <laughs> suddenly, and suddenly brag about how much how we can grow grow certain things. We can grow more agriculture than you. <laughs> yes. I mean, the his identity was completely no name, no information about him. We have been has Nova been Slopes. released. So you know, maybe he is not even from Nova Scotia. Maybe he was just driving a fucking Nova Scotia plated car. Who knows? We'll find out. I'll update it if there's updates on the Axeman saga. So are they, are they sure that... I like that name for it, but are they sure that it's his car? Like, that's how he's getting around? Well, I don't know yet. Oh, okay. But it was definitely his car because when it, he was arrested, it was the car. It was the okay. same car that was described with Nova Scotia plates. Mm, so he was actively driving the car. Okay. Jokes aside, not sure if he's actually from Nova Scotia, but it seems likely. I'm glad that nobody physically has gotten heard from Axeman. Me too, Yes. Yeah. That, Shit, I'm if, sorry. if people had actually been hurt, I probably wouldn't have called it something so silly as Axeman Saga. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of funny because, like, Axeman sounds kind of cool, actually. <laughs> like, uh, Axeman! <laughs> but obviously, like, he's not a cool Axeman. This Axeman needs help. Bad Axeman. He needs to be, he needs to be, he needs help, and then he'll be Hugman. Just hugs. Aww. Heavy, heavy medication and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> he's on lithium, man. <laughs> Oh, okay. I have some other little news things to talk about that I don't have very much as structured as the main things. Mm-hmm. The Travelodge and Courtney burned down. Well, a big chunk of it did. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were like, oh, fully burned down. I, I don't know if any of it is usable. I'm not sure. Shit. But like, it was a bad fire. <sighs> and so the Travelodge is currently being used to house. At-risk people um, Mm -hmm. and some families, too. Not just individuals. Okay. But it has garnered the bad reputation of Mm -hmm. um, drug use and and all that around the area. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that was just started because of COVID or if it had been going on before that. I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. But since it has, it's it's gotten gotten not not a great rap. Yeah. So when I first mentioned it to you, I was like, oh, a... Someone was making meth in their room and it exploded, um, which apparently isn't the case as of like actual official reporting, which I didn't have at the time when I first mentioned it to you, mm-hmm. which is where probably someone left a cigarette burning or on a chair because they said that they went to have a shower and then they came out and their chair was on fire. Oh, that seems way more likely. Yeah. Honestly, that seems and way more. And it just, more... you know, grew really quickly because fire will do that. Oh, is that um, how fire works? Yeah. <laughs> Not to be underestimated, and he basically Fuck ran no. outside and was like, "There's a fire," and you know, mm. um, everybody. There was one person who was injured, but nobody died. So the reason why I said that it was a meth thing is because when the first not news postings, but community postings about this happening, mm-hmm. there was a man, and I'm not going to name him, in the comments posting. Because, I mean, of course, there's the comments of, oh, this was uh, this was bound to happen because of drug addicts and blah, 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 and all that kind of rhetoric. So someone had posted, to everyone accusing people who have addiction problems, do you have any empathy, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of those posts, too, that are saying, hey, like, don't be so rude. So, But someone rep- was replying to a lot of the don't be so rude comments saying, 
My family was almost killed in that fire, which was started by someone trying to make meth in their room. The accusations are absolutely justified in this case. My family is now homeless and my eight-year-old got to see a charred dead body. Preach all you like, but when it affects you personally, opinions change. And all of his comments are basically reiterating that same information. So I'm not going to read all of his comments. Mm -hmm. That leaves me feeling a little confused. Like, is this guy just, like, completely lying? Because nobody died, and he made it sound like it, there was a full-on, like, expl- another comment, he definitely makes it seem like there was a full-on, like, fucking explosion, and he was in the room next to them. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, don't, what, well, doesn't sound like your eight-year-old. I mean, I'm sure, like, if he was really there, I'm sure it was traumatic, and he was posting this hours after, so mm-hmm. maybe he d- didn't even have the information himself, and he was in, still in shock. So not, I'm also not accusing him. I don't know who this person is. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're lying or not, but it sounds like nobody saw a dead body, at the very least, because that wasn't the case. Only one person was injured and hospitalized, and is fine. Can I offer a take? Yes, please. Okay, I don't want to be, like, Captain Hindsight on this shit, but essentially, like, it was always kind of a ticking time bomb, like a temporary fix. Yes. And I say that because, okay, so, like, one of the problems with a lot of different cities when you look at it, when they, how they deal with homelessness, there's an issue with basically, like, usage, drug usage within a shelter, right? A lot of shelters do complete, you have to be clean, give up your, give up your weapons and, uh, like, drugs, and then you will, then we'll harbor you and shit like that, and you get, get a meal. And that's because that's a cheaper option, because the thing is, and while I'm in support of workplaces like mine that were, like, we have a wet shelter where people can, sh- people can shoot up in their room if they want to, but then that's kind of, there are certain limitations to this stuff, like, you can only shoot up in your room, you can't do it in public areas, uh, we check on you a couple times a day to make sure everyone's, like, all alive and shit. So it's like there's a crap ton of extra resources and money that has to go into shelters that allow wet usage. It becomes an issue with where a lot of people, homeless people, don't want to go into these dry shelters because they don't want to give up their drugs or whatever. So then you have a situation like where Travel Lodge, where the city, and this is not, I'm not going to wrong the city on this because they're just trying to, they're, they're working, they're managing at scale with this, <laughs> I assume. And I'm, I'm going to give them the, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I have a second part to this okay can i just finish my quick thing yes i'm just saying that the city is probably managing its scale and getting a bunch of homeless people in a hotel with empty space wasn't it was a good idea for like a temporary fix but then you make the shelter wet they're not equipped to deal with that the employees aren't trained for that they're fucking bellhops and Mm -hmm. reception clerks and like i said it's you can have you can have wet shelters that work well but you need to have training like everybody at my job yeah everybody at my job has like a two-year degree at the very minimum with the exception of like me and the other grunt workers so that's why I'm saying it was always like a temporary fix. And I hope, obviously, I hope nobody was hurt or died or anything like that. And it's a traumatic experience either way. But I was, I'm not really surprised by this either because it was always like, a, they're not regulating it either. Because again, they're doing, they're letting, people are like doing drugs in their shit and it's not being regulated or monitored by people that aren't trained for it. So it was always just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, we don't have a lot of stuff like that for the homeless or at risk people. There's one place in town called the Warming Center. It's fairly new. And basically, it's like first come, first serve. It like opens at a certain point every day. And then generally, it's like the first people who get there, like save their bed for the night. And then the whole process starts over again. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it's like from what I've read. Mm -hmm. Um, So since the travel lodge burned down, and this kind of made me mad because there was like a, you know, like an article in the local news right after like the the same day or the day after the fire 
um, you know, with the typical city council picture, and they're all looking so proud. They're like, yay, we fixed it, because they housed all the people displaced now in the fire to the warming center. But there's also, like, a ton of people who are using that daily, and it's fucking winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, it's it's winter. It's winter as a winter gets around here, basically. Well, I my my I predict that we'll just have a while. Well, I don't think we'll have like full on. Hopefully, not ten cities, but I think we're gonna have a. It'll be an increase of people outside in the winter time in the winter. Um, um, yeah, the the night that the fire happened, they took everybody to like the rec center for mm-hmm. the night. It it doesn't fix any everything. It just it just shifts things. Well, I... It's frustrating. I don't know. I, I think that, again, just kind of going on a general scale here, though, I think that, again, one of the biggest issues for the Valley is lack of housing. And this goes for, like, all every... This goes for, like, the middle... Like, the the middle the middle class... Middle, middle and um, lower class, right? And also in the homeless people. Like, you know what I mean? All three... the All three all three of these classes are most affected by the lack of housing for on different scales and lack of availability. And stuff's mm. being built up, but it's just not fast enough. Just, like, And I now someone's lost. Had said... You know, one of our earlier episodes, probably when I was talking about missing people and stuff, I don't remember mm-hmm. which one exactly, but there is very much so a not in my backyard. It was, it was like the first episode when I was talking about apartments being built. Yeah. And like, even like, not even like homeless, like that happens with homeless shelter pr- propositions as well. Mm-hmm. But like, even with just like normal shit, like apartment buildings, and it seems to extend to a lot of the island, too, from what I can see. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, like, just a valley problem. It's the whole island of not in my backyard. A lot of people have that mindset. But then they complain about the complete uptick in crime around here. I stand by my... It's ri- only gotten worse since I first talked about it. I stand by my, by my original bitch about that, though. Is that And when, it, when there is good real estate space that would be arguably not in anybody's backyard and it'd be a perfectly good use for a shelter or an, a, another situation like my workplace but instead it becomes overpriced condos with strata fees to make some douchebag a bit more rich and that devalues the entire town though we can't deal with like the homeless homeless thing and again we just we we're always going to have a higher amount than most people because they can survive in the winter time when there's when they can't fit into the warming center they'll just go survive through the rain it'll suck They'll get cold and they'll get sick, and some of them will die, but most of them won't because this is the this <laughs> the is Courtney what... Council. Some of you may die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. What movie was that? Shrek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, though, and that's kind of again, it's just because again, you compare this, compare our, our homeless numbers to northern provinces, and like, yeah, it's like we have double the amount basically because they can survive down here. And again, this is where we need we need kind of more housing. I think is the biggest and most pressing issue the entire valley can agree yeah, on. And the only thing that's going up right now are apartment buildings that are completely unaffordable. That cost more than what I pay now because I've lived here. I've grandfathered in a little bit. But before the prices spiked, I've lived here for so long mm-hmm. in this particular place that I live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the ship. Yeah, the rent on the ship. The rent for the rent you pay on the ship. <laughs> Well, the ship is owned by the crown, so an ex- the ship is owned by the crown. Well, except we stole it from the crown, so it's originally owned by the crown. We got caught. We have to pay. Now it's our land, it. but you pay. What, what uh, you this? pay ship rent. It's too convoluted. Don't think too hard about the economics of our ship. Just go with the flow. Use your suspension of disbelief to understand how our ship functions. <laughs> Continuing on, though, gummy bear. Sorry, I didn't mean to harp on that too much. I just have opinions on homeless stuff. Yeah, well, I do too. Honestly, I think that's the most I have right now and that's the news yeah there's been more news than that but that's what's important that we deem important that i can filter through yeah 
Sounds cool. Thank you for He's updating important. me about the travel lodge thing. Though. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's unfortunate. But again, it was like it was always kind of like a ticking time bomb if it didn't if it didn't get dealt with fast enough. And again, I think there just needs to be maybe restraint. There needs to be just specifically like some low income housing built built building would be the biggest thing right now that just we need as a community. Yeah. Anything to end on though before we leave our local waters and just go into the kitchen? I can't wait to go in the kitchen. That's all I got today. Okay. Well, thanks for informing. Whew. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for educating me. I feel me, winded. Talking so much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, right? Yeah. It's a burden I bear for all of you. <laughs> all right. And we'll uh, segue into another thing in a bit here. See you in a minute. Yeah. That. from shoveling all day. Captain's kitchen, dinner bells ring with joy. Sound of hell, don't know what I'm doing. Singing bad. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Captain's kitchen. It's been so long. God, yeah. I don't have a crap ton to talk about because I've just been like college cooking, but it's kind of tied to that. So first thing, um, because I was dicking around with this because I had some... I didn't know this, but maple syrup can actually go bad if you leave it out at room temperature or open. Ah, uh, yes, I remember. I did not know that. And it's not, like, bad. Like, I didn't get sick from eating it, but it's, like, weird floaties are just kind of developed into it. So what do you do with it? Crystallization. Yeah, you bake with it. The first thing I want to talk about is a recipe I'm going to give out here are these maple cookies that I made that were pretty good. I brought them to Gummy Bear for a few weeks, and I don't have them with me right now, but she ate them as I perfected them over a while. Delicious. Yeah, and it's actually funny because they're related to another recipe that my mom gave me for soft ginger snap cookies. They're like, well, soft ginger sparkles because they're not snappy. Okay. But it's like a very similar recipe in how it's executed. So basically, you have one cup of butter, one cup of brown sugar, and you cream those together. Then you add in one egg. Oh, no, sorry. No, sorry. Crap. I got this backwards. So with the sugar, you do one cup of maple syrup and then cream all that together. Then you add in your egg and vanilla extract. You whisk your bake or sorry, you whisk baking soda. Oh shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. One cup butter, one cup brown sugar, one cup maple syrup. Cream together, one egg. Then you sift together or mix mix with mix with a whisk. Two teaspoons of baking soda, half a teaspoon of salt, four cups of all-purpose flour, and then finally put in one teaspoon of vanilla extract into your egg and sugar mixture. After you've whisked, 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 your dry, whisked your dry, mix it into your wet until it's thoroughly incorporated into a dough. And here's where, if you're me, now I added this, but this wasn't in the original recipe. I chopped up walnuts and threw it in there because maple syrup is super fucking sweet. So I thought the walnuts would make it a, a bit more bitter and kind of curve it out a bit mm-hmm. and add a bit more, add something else to the cookie. So I did like, uh, I did two cups of whole walnuts and I just chopped them into smaller pieces, but you can adjust the ratios you see fit. Okay, and after this, though, you'll also need about a third cup of sugar in a separate bowl for kind of decoration, because this is what's going to stop these cookies from sticking. So you pre- preheat your oven to 350 degrees or 175 Celsius, or sorry, 350 Fahrenheit or 175 Celsius. You put cookie sheet uh, cookie sheet down with parchment paper. Then you roll your dough balls into like uh, one inch balls, but you can do smaller if you want to. Um, once you've rolled it into a ball, toss it in the white sugar. And then that's going to kind of give it a bit of a coating, kind of like it'll look like an old-fashioned Timbit, but that'll stop it from sticking to things. Mm-hmm. And it adds a little bit of sweetness to it, too. You could do it without, but it kind of, it'll, your dough might be a bit stickier when you're trying to press it down. But essentially, so you toss, then you put these bowls in a cup, or these 
balls on a cookie cookie sheet. I get about 12 to a single sheet. You bake them for eight to 10 minutes in this preheated oven. Again, that can be gauged based on how powerful your oven is or hot spots or not, but that's kind of the range for it if you want soft and then maybe do a minute or two longer if you want a bit crunchier cookies. But they kind of, yeah, they're pretty soft in about eight minutes. And those are my maple walnut cookies that I thought were awesome that I wanted to share with everybody who wants something different to do or if you have some maple syrup you have to use up because you forget about it. Because you save it for special occasions and you never use it and then you forget about it. And it's like, oh yeah, shit, right. Now I have to use a crap ton of expired maple syrup. Here's how you do it. Thoughts, Gummy Bear, on those cookies that I fed you forever? They're really good. Also, if you just know what your expiry date on your maple syrup is and then you use it accordingly, you'll have a better time. Now that you know that it expires. Yes. And that same note, too, I would say with this recipe, don't use expensive maple syrup. That's just a waste of money. Use, like, cheap Sensations maple syrup. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're baking, use cheap stuff because you're just baking it off. Save nice, fancy maple syrup for when you're treating yourself to waffles or pancakes and you're having, like, when a little... When you can really taste the syrup. Yeah. It's not cooked in a cookie with sugar and other stuff and walnuts. It, but it, your cookies are really good. Yeah, they are. But I'm just saying that it's, like, don't waste. Just don't waste nice maple syrup on this recipe. It's no... Mm-hmm. Never waste nice things in baking because most of it cooks off yes. and it ruins it. Yes. So your pure ingredients got to keep, like, for the good shit. Uh, but it's the secondary thing That's I want... That's why you use bananas that are about to go bad for banana bread for example exactly it, baking can almost be and is often preservative for fresh food as well oh totally mm-hmm. no completely it works that way too because like the sugar and the uh, dryness yes will like influence that right mm-hmm. and the fact that it's cooked as well mm-hmm. as well or, sorry nah. <laughs> you're right you're, <laughs> yes, you're, you're right well, is yeah. what i'm saying i'm, just, I'm, an, I'm an idiot is what it is <laughs> Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, though, for uh, quick foods, because, again, this keeps coming up, is I had a bunch of canned beans that were a couple or a year, year or two past expiry day, which are fine to eat as long as they're not dented. But I started cooking a lot of Heinz beans and kind of getting into the different the variations of them because you get the pork ones and the tomato ones, and they're all kind of bland and kind of the samey. But I'd say here's the cool difference between this and if you're going to do black beans for canned food. If you want a, an easy way to bulk up your protein or tacos or that, because I want to go into burrito filler too but beans i think are important though because they're a really good filler and they're really nutritious and really good for you as well so that's why i want to emphasize this so whether it's like some canned heinz beans you don't have to add a crap ton of seasoning to them because they're come with the sauce and all that kind of stuff too listen just heat them in a heat them in a pot or bake them for an extended period of time um both are options but you want to get them to like their nice mash states they're nice and soft and really hot cook through although they're already partially cooked so it's like you really just have to bring them in temp but i was like overcooking them a bit because i like mashing my beans making them a thicker paste if you want more options for customizing your flavor to like things you want in in these beans, it's much easier to buy canned beans. Like I, I like canned black beans and try to buy no salt if you can because canned foods already has really high sodium content. So there's never a reason to buy regular canned food if you have to. It's no salt will last just as long as it still has a shit ton of salt in it. And uh, then it gives you more and you have more um, agency over how much how seasoned they are so you can meet, have it meet your palate a bit more. I was going to recommend, though, that with canned black beans, though, if you have the un- ones that are not Heinz in, like, some tomato or pork sauce, you have to cook them way longer, a little bit longer, because mm-hmm. they're a little bit more raw. Like, they're still pretty cooked, okay. but cook, if you, but you just, I would cook these out a little bit more. Otherwise, they just, they taste kind of starchy. It's like the carb yeah, rule, yeah. where if you don't cook out your carbs enough, they just taste starchy, and black beans fall into that, mm-hmm. I find, if you don't cook them For enough. Sure. Um, when they're straight from the can. That being said, though, my favorite seasoning to add into these black beans is cumin, coriander. If you're going for more of a Mexican th- Mexican flavoring, you can also throw some oregano in there too. It's like good in Spanish food. Sorry, I maybe sorry, no, sorry. I my, don't skip the oregano thing. I was thinking about blackening spice for some reason. My mind went my <laughs> mind went Cajun for a second there because I mix so much. 
But no, sorry, cumin, coriander are these good Mexican spices. Mm, Paprika I love is cumin in... so much. Me too. Uh, Specifically. <laughs> yeah. It's all well, I like. I Cumin's one of my favorites. Do you ever try cumin and honey together? If you do like just glazed carrots and yeah, the cumin yeah. and honey, super mm, bomb ass. Mm-hmm. I love Great. that. I used to make those in culinary school here and there. Mm. Um, paprika's good for that too. Paprika and honey is also really good in carrots. Just like that one turned out way better than <laughs> I thought. It was like a little bit tandoorish. Just, the, I mean, carrots go really well with honey and then like add a little bit of spice. So you have both. Like just mm-hmm. any, it could be any spice, just pepper even. I did that like last week actually. It's good. Well, it's it's because the honey curbs the pepper of it, but then you get to kind of appreciate the spice of it too. It's like that jalapeno jam I made where yeah, you can appreciate the jalapeno because all the caps comes out, so it's not too spicy. So you just mm-hmm. like get the nice pepper. Finishing off though, I don't want to get into more just with you, gummy bear, because fi- finishing off Mexican food for any easy cooking, easy for e- easy cooking lessons too, right? You take just for quick burritos, take some ground beef, take one of those El Paso tortilla packets. You cook off your meat, drain your fat, throw your tortilla packet in the beef with some water so you don't dry out your beef too much. Um, and then just mix that, cook until the water's cooked off. that will coat your meat and fully all the spice and all that kind of stuff so you don't have to worry about that. And again, if you want to get more into customizing your personal spices, which I like to do, I only use those El Paso packets when they're given to me. I don't, um, I never buy them because I, can just, I like doing my own spice combinations. I just, again, like variants amounts of Cuban, coriander, black pepper, paprika. These are my go-tos. Um, some fresh cilantro is dope if you can get that. Again, even though I have the weird disposition where I taste soap, but I still like it in Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Then just, it's pretty basic after that. Just do fresh vegetables is the most basic thing. I think that's mm-hmm. good with like some, with burrito. So just nice like some crisp fr- lettuce. And fresh tomatoes. Uh, I like fried onions, although you can do fresh too if they're really thin. Like make sure it's really thin so you're not biting too much well, of as it. As you probably know, I, I like to mix garlic and onion into the beef when mm-hmm. I make burritos. Nice. Because you've had mine. Yeah, well, if you want to get more... Advanced... Mine are pretty basic bitch burritos, like, they're not fancy, but I do put the onion and garlic into the yeah. meat when I cook it. Well, what Personally. Rec- yeah, and what I'd recommend for that, for anybody that wants to go more advanced and start caramelizing your onions and stuff like that, in my experience, so to caramelize your onions for this kind of shit, and, like, again, I'm, I'm anal towards caramelized onions because they have way more flavor that way because you cook off the sugars in them, but you start with the onions and oil in your pan because the beef will take a much shorter time to cook than the onions will. And so you start with your onions and cook them to kind of right before the doneness you want and just account for the amount of time to cook your beef off with the onions will carry your carry your onions over. And also, but if you're caramelizing them, as soon as you have beef in there, the fat will start deglazing the pan. Mm-hmm. So you won't be able to caramelize your onions anymore. So caramelize your onions as much as you want. Then when you're done with those, throw your beef in and start mixing it around and the onions will mix in. And with garlic, I would say put garlic in also like maybe a whole a step or two before... You throw your beef in because garlic doesn't take nearly as long to cook at a high temperature as onions do. And it's good. It's like if you do the low and slow, like if you're able to cook it at like 250 over five days, then yeah, you get a nice roasted garlic. I'm being sorry, hyperbolic with that. Five days? No, it's like two. No, it's, it's actually, not that hard. No, it's 250 out, 250 to two and a half hours <laughs> and then well past. It's not that bad. 250 to two and a half hours. It to be two and a half hours. To get perfect. Ro- do it faster. To get perfect. Ro- I challenge you to that. I don't think that faster roasted garlic is good with that. Challenge accepted. No, because garlic works that the whole thing food with garlic. Wars. It'll be the first food. I'm down with that. I'm down for food wars, but roasted garlic off. No, I just know for a fact. So structurally garlic, the longer <laughs> you cook it, the sweeter it gets but you have to do it at low temperature because it cooks really fast i sorry i'm very passionate about this i'm very anal about confit garlic like industrial well yours is pretty good so i know because i'm perfect and i never make mistakes <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to food that's my life <laughs> so gummy bear what's your favorite 
beef filler and stuff like that too do you like do you like beans or do you like would you prefer like tomato rice what's your favorite like mac burrito oh my filler? god i'm just like super basic beef and cheese and oh, i forgot sour cheese. cream and tomato and lettuce don't like sour cream i know you don't like sour cream <laughs> that's it like i just love that like i know it's like really basic bitch vanilla but that's why i like i don't like tacos so much i don't like the crunch i don't know and it always falls apart i love a burrito I agree. I've never been a fan of hard tacos. Like, we had them when I was a kid. I was never the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I always preferred soft tacos because they retain themselves way better. I know... So you never get stabbed in the fucking top of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I know... I think I understand the, where hard tacos came from. They came from, like, day-old day tortillas. You fry them and you get, like, a second life out yeah, of them. Yeah, you're using it again. Yeah, so, like, I understand where they came from structurally. But even then, I'm sure a day-old tortilla that was fried in Mexico is better than any El Paso dry taco you get in a packet. Yeah. So just go for the soft ones. <laughs> May as well. It's filled with chemicals, too. So much but better. It's yeah. better. What's your... See, now, I like the grim ones because they're the biggest ones I can find in quality foods. But, like, what's your... You found, like, the mega ones... Well, they're purposely called extra large burrito tortilla wraps. Well, those are the industrial. Yeah, they're, they're ones. at superstore. Because whenever in, in whenever you order, speaking from coming from a restaurant, hey man, I don't know. They're just at the grocery store. No, but you remember from like cooking when you've been cooking in a if yep. you cook in a restaurant. Yes. Whenever you never get these small ones in a restaurant. Every time you order a yeah. burrito in a restaurant, they always give you industrial size. They yeah. never give you the small ones. The small ones are only for consumers. Well, that's not true because I bought them at the grocery store. Well, that's what I mean, where you found them, and that's great, and I want them. I want to go there and get some. But essentially, because I like the big ones, because I like to fill my burritos because I'm a big boy. Well, tell me when you want to make burritos, and I'll pick some up for you. Fuck yeah. I'll just have you stock up for me, and I'll freeze them, because that's yeah. what chest freeze... That's what <laughs> I can do that for you. That's the best part about having a solar-powered chest freezer on a ship in the middle of the ocean. You can chest freeze, <laughs> so I don't have to f- kill anybody over salt. I just kill people because it's for fun. <laughs> Okay, that's cool, though. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with being, like, just kind of basic with your burrito stuff. The whole point of what I want to talk about these beans things is this is, like, an easy entry point thing for people to cook into. But then I, we went a bit how you can be a bit more fancy with it, too, if you want to caramelize some onions and that mm-hmm. shit. The important thing with caramelization with your onions, too, everybody, is scraping the bottom of your pot with a wooden spoon. Nothing plastic that'll come off and crip off. It has to be a wooden spoon that'll just, like, get the edges down, and then you scrape it off. So just, like, get it until they get, like, a little bit golden on the bottom. like, the scrape. rubber spatula that I have? Because it wouldn't melt, and it's pretty strong. Yeah, you can. I just, I'm more, again, I'm just, I'm a big advocate. You're a purist. I'm a purist for wooden spoons. for people who maybe don't want to go buy a wooden spoon if they don't have one. That's fair. What you, about, you, like, you, the you can't... tough, rub, like, plastic, like, rubber You can't. Spatula. No, you can't. You, well, those don't work. It goes it's well, though. It's not plastic. No, I, a tough rubber spatula, it never, it never works, at least, because it's me. They, like, they can't scrape it off. The problem is I can't scrape it properly. Like, if it's, so here's, here's what I mean. I guess here's, uh, let me articulate this better. So... If you were on top of it the entire time, you can get away with using a spatula, like a plastic spatula like that. However, sometimes when you're caramelizing onions, there'll be a point when it crisps up so much on the bottom that the spatula, the edge will not be tough enough to get it off because it'll just like flip and flounder like a magic carp tail. So I mean, when that happens, you need the hard edge of the wooden spoon because it's soft because it's still a little bit wooden, but hard enough to scrape fair. it. I mean, you know, the I have one wooden spoon and it's like a round one, like that's thicker. Do you kind of want to buy one that, that has like a flat, thin edge for like that kind of thing mm-hmm. but like would you say that like even though the one that i have is like more of like a re- like more of a sauce wooden spoon i'd say i mm-hmm. guess because it's like a stirring spoon yeah wooden spoon would you like say that that works better than than the flat edge spatula yes just because it's wooden 
Just because, well, because again, wood is like wood's kind of like a weird thing where it's malle- it's a bit ma- it's malleable and hard. Where the plastic right. stuff is more it pla- pa- pa- the plastic What's spatula, not plastic. The spatula is rubber plastic. Whatever. Sorry, ru- the rubber spatula. Sorry, the rubber spatula. It is more flexible than strong, or the wood is more strong than flexible. So, like, when you have the steam from the onions, it makes your wood a bit more malleable, so mm. you're able to get that hard edge and push it off. Okay. And like I said, you can function if you're on top of it with the spatula, you can totally do it. But if you accidentally overcook them, it's hard to get off of the spatula. Or you have to turn off your pot, let it settle, <laughs> let the moisture... From, oh, no joke, because you can do... Again, here's how you do to get out of that. You turn off your pot, you let your moisture and your onions settle. Yeah. That'll let the glaze mellow out. Then you can scrape it off the spatula, but it takes longer. So a wooden spoon's just more efficient for when you fuck it up. You can scrape it off, it'll mix into the onions, and it'll melt down into the onions and mix around in it again. Okay, so... But would you say that, like, if I had a flat edge wooden spoon that would be more effective than the round one that i currently have yes definitely like okay. I, bu- I bought a flat edge spoon wooden spoon this year just for that reason mm-hmm. and it's amazing yep, and do yeah do it don't buy paderno they are they, i'm starting to think okay. that paderno i'm starting to think as a brand is all style no substance Okay. I'm, I'm finding with that, that too because my wooden spoon is from Paderno is like already fraying a bit and I've had oh, no. older wooden spoons and that's just on the edge and from leaving it in the pot but it's like but I've had other ones that like with that have a much wider margin of error that I've had for longer so I would just that's my experience with the brand yeah, though I maybe the other, one that I have is like ancient other people other people might have good experiences with it but I'm finding Paderno in the last 10 years I'm like I think they're more style than substance as far as the quality goes in their products I'm not really familiar with with the brand, so they're an Italian company. It's the same thing as always. Italy, Italy, Italy's entire economy is convincing them they have fancy luxury goods that they don't actually have. Yeah, <laughs> but sorry, but back to the wooden spoon thing. Yeah, but even, but I would say that. So, in my opinion, it would the best would be flat edge wooden spoon followed by your round edge wooden spoon because even the round edge and the wood will be malleable enough to kind of get that stuff off the edges, and it'll be a bit more work because you have to kind of cover a bit more space with a tighter edge. But still, that's better than a spatula because it has that more flippantness in the um, edge of it. Cool. But that's just my opinion on that. So, like, other people, someone might... Another... Uh, cooks are, you know, cooks are, like, opinions and assholes. Everyone has one or whatever <laughs> the saying goes. Yes, welcome to uh, Canadian Firecast where we talk for 10 minutes about spatulas and the differences between wooden, plastic, and rubbers. <laughs> Well, it's a funny thing, though, with these cooks, though, because, again, again, this is the thing with cooks, though, because everyone thinks they have their best way to do it. And that's why I don't want to say, like, hey, I don't want to say that the rubber spatula thing doesn't work. This is, like, why I find it ineffective, but here's what works well for me. Uh, And I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's kind of like because I, I like to try to think I'm aware of that because again I love it. I really don't like it when cooks are like, "Oh yeah, I'm cool with my way or the highway," and they don't fucking mean it. They don't actually mean it like in a way where it's like they actually mean they want it their way, and that's what it is. And they don't mm-hmm. want to say that though because that's not the polite thing to say. And I just be like, just, just be like your anal about your ways because that's just a thing in the trade, right? It's a common thing in our trade. Right. And so, and I can, and I can be like, even me, like I'm, I consider myself in a thing where like I'm anal in my ways, but I'm open to improvement. Like I'm never, I would never turn myself off to that. I would say that we're both half escaping said trade. So. Well, we are, we're in the process of that, but we're always <laughs> going to be, I think we'll be cooks until the end of time. Cause like, being a cook is a type, it's a mentality. It's the type of work ethic where you want to do a hard work and feel good at the end of the day for the job you did. And that's part of it. That's part of the drive. Cause the key, it's more interesting than a desk job. It's the pirate life. It's the it it's it's the fight the the crazy battles the, the crazy battles the adrenaline the rushing it out the good feeling of feeding people. So now we have revealed the true meaning of the podcast name. Well, I have, well, we never got in, we never really got into it, but it was because I have a whole. We I haven't have a whole, had time for lore except for. Well, we need. There. Uh, we need. I want to do another. I want to do another food. I want to do another. Um, we should do an updated intro. Well, no, I was gonna say. Well, you already talked about that, but I mean that. Oh. I, I want to talk. No, no, like. Uh, <laughs> 
our interview episodes. Oh, fair. Oh, in, oh, interview. Not the intro. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, sorry. That looks like we already talked about that. We're gonna do that when we have time. But, okay, no. Sorry, I was so confused there. No, what I mean, though, I agree with that. But I was gonna say that I was just no, no. Oh yeah, sorry. I want to do another um, feast and friends episode. Oh yeah. Hopefully, and get a, hopefully get a friend with us to, to have, actually. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan. It just didn't work out. Then it was just us. It was the silliest because episode. We could just talk. We could just talk about food for hours. I could just do that. I yeah. love that. But it's. And that's where we get into oh my God, it. It didn't help that we were doing that episode in the middle of a heat wave and it was just ridiculously hot. And we were dehydrated and drunk, which is a, <laughs> a great combination to be. It was a great it was a great party episode though, but that's the pirate life though. That's the being a cook is being a pirate. That's uh that's kind of the whole my philosophy of that. I'll go I want I wanna go into that rant one day. I'll save that for another day though. We're almost at two hours here, so Yeah. So gonna be one of our longer episodes, but it's been a while for a main episode. Thank you for sticking around. Um well, we kind of floundered a little bit in October and just did more like little fun things. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving me that uh, yeah. thing. And uh, just spoiler for our audience, so it's only going to get worse next semester because I'm going to have an extra class. So, <laughs> but we're going to try our best to stay on top of things and hopefully just get more stream as more streamlined as we possibly can. Maybe we'll be able to invest yeah. into a mic in my place so I can like so I can re- I can record properly from a distance and not sound like shite. But it wasn't too bad, but it was a little bit harder to edit some of your audio. I don't know why. Probably because I'm, I'm talking from it was from I'm talking from a shitty gaming headset, and not like I a was, yeah. yeti, not a yeti mic. So fancy. The yeti. It's not. <laughs> All right. Well, anything to close on gummy bear though, and we'll end out here. No, I think this has been like one of the most the most fun I've had in a little while recording too. So. Well, I like doing mainline. Yeah, me too. Sorry, I didn't mean Since to interrupt you. Since it's been a while. Sorry, I was gonna say no, I, it's okay. I like doing mainline episodes. Like I like because this is what we wanted to do originally. It's just hard because for me it was like I was trying to look into BC. That's why I didn't talk about BC news or anything mm-hmm. beyond the coast because like I was like I'm trying to do it, but I'm just I'm trying to no, keep we'll up with school. There, you know. Yeah, it's all good. And it's well, on top of that too, my family thing happened. Well, yeah, you've had a lot. Everyone's had a lot going happened. on, but we're still here. We're still around. We're not giving up. We haven't yeah. we haven't uh, changed course. We were just uh, taking a break while still trying to be consistent and producing. So yeah. Thank uh, you for sticking around, and thanks for listening today. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for sailing with us, and uh, we'll take care. Everyone, don't be afraid. Be aware, and have a good October. I hope you have a good October, and hope you have a better November. Bye. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Been a couple of fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling out the way it won't do much good. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to us on our Canadian Pirate Cast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub, share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts if you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account to follow. Be good to yourself. And take care of each other. Bye. Bye.